0: Right, g'day, fellas, Here we are. Hey boys. Back in the How studio. We? We've got a very, very special guest with us today. We've got Dylan Tran with us.
1: How are you, Dylan? Online, you you uh, Welcome, online mate.
0: PT extraordinaire, um, bodybuilding coach. Could probably. Throw competitor. It to you. Competitor, yeah.
2: Yeah, no, uh, natural bodybuilding competitor. Um, yeah. Just in the amateur ranks <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> of three state shows and did and one nationals. Um, but yeah, thank, thanks for having me. Pleasure, pleasure to be on.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you. While you're there, why don't you give us a little bit of a background of your how you got into fitness and what you're doing now? Maybe throw a shout out to your online coaching business, and then yeah, we'll kick it off from there. Let's see where yeah. we go from there. Yeah,
2: yeah. So I am a at the moment I'm a full time online coach. Uh, do a little, a little bit of personal training. So if uh, people aren't quite familiar what an online coach is, is pretty much having a remote personal trainer in, in your pocket always there and not having to have that, I guess, in-person experience with them, but trying to create an experience where, you know, you are that kind of personal trainer that's always with them, creating programs, plans to help them kind of achieve their goals. Um, I've been doing online coaching for going on three years now, full time. Um, I got my personal training certs back in 2012, um, but yeah, never kind of jumped into that, uh, into the industry just purely probably out of bit of fear. Wasn't really taught well, a bit of, bit of ego. Um, kind of scared to, to leave the full-time job and, and do that. Didn't really know what we are doing back then. It was the real easy three-month uh, certs where you just pay the money and, and you don't really learn much from it at all and you just pay for a certs. Hence why I've probably got so many PTs out there these days. Unfortunately, most are good. Um, but myself, yeah, I, I specifically train, um, more so in kind of the bodybuilding realm, um, I'm a natural bodybuilding competitor myself as well as I'm definitely branching more into the uh, bodybuilding kind of prep coach as well, um, I probably I did my first competition back in 2015, it didn't really end very well, um, it was quite a difficult uh, prep all up, didn't have the right guidance, purely driven by ego, Driven by the look, uh, not not the process, not the journey, um, which is
0: really difficult, right? I'd probably I don't know if all the listeners would would know the commitment, the discipline, even having motivation to do that is sort of next level. I think that's one of the reasons why we got you on because it's it is really hard to do it. It's not mm. it's not an easy thing. Yeah. I, I guess everyone would do it if it was easy, as they say. But yeah, being getting that perfect physique for the stage to be able to look exactly like you want to at that exact point mm-hmm. in time is I mean, really yeah. it's science. consistency, dedication. Is, yeah. Yeah, it's next it's, level. It's,
2: it's extreme measures to, to uh, achieve an extreme outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you kind of look at it from the outside in and, and I guess it's the same for like when you see like magazines and that. It's like, oh, I want that. I want to look like that. And it's like, oh, it's good for that certain period of time to – achieve but it's something that takes minimum six months to achieve plus the years behind you to to you know get that knowledge gain those foundations to achieve a look that you're probably going to spend 10 minutes on stage (laughs) for (laughs) 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 you know so yeah you put a lot of you put six months into a work where you could just get it right for that depends sometimes you're on stage for 10 minutes sometimes you're up there for five minutes it's not very long at all and we, it's probably
0: unsustainable, isn't it, to be bearing, looking like yeah. that yeah, all yeah, the sure. time?
2: Yeah, it's uh, unless you're a, a super genetic freak that could yeah. walk around at sub 10% body fat. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely unsustainable. It's, it's unhealthy, it's unsustainable. Um, like I said, yeah, just extreme measures to, to kind of achieve extreme look. But if you want to be thriving, you definitely uh, can't be kind of walking around in that condition every day. And when you yeah. say that
1: 2015 comp um, didn't work out well for you, uh, what do you mean by that? And because also I just checked on one of your posts on Instagram, it was actually a really invaluable learning experience for you. Like you, you I think you donated four points uh, that you learned from that, mm. from that experience mm. uh, to, to, you know, offer other people that were interested in doing it. So why was it a, why was it, why don't it go pear I think I was, you?
2: so I was, I was about 23. I'd probably been training for years before then, about six years before then. Um, it, it just wasn't, it, I was, so I was, quite ego driven back then. Uh, the reason why I jumped into it was purely for, I thought, yeah, I'm going to win this. I'm the best. I could beat everyone. And by doing that, by focusing on that, just outcome goal, you know, you, you're not not able to kind of take much out of what is kind of in between the process of it. Um, and the prep of it where, and then I kind of, I had a coach at the time who, who was awesome. Um, he was actually, uh, um, owner of the gym we used to train at. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. So I went out in very old school, um, ex Bodybuilding champion, um, but he had that kind of old school mentality where it's just like, do what it takes, work hard, bust your ass off, and so that's what that's I kind of did. There. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it was just like cardio, cardio, you know, suffer the more you suffer, like you have to suffer to, to achieve <laughs> yeah. this look. And, and I, I, and there was no, um, you know, this is not bagging me out at all, there was no kind of education. In between there was no hey we're going to do this because this is what's needed to do this the reason why we're doing this is because this is trying to achieve this it was just like do this do this so I'm like cool yep yes sir let's do it you know yeah. whatever you got me doing and it was just copious amounts of cardio um, it was just a very bad experience now I, I went kind of carb free for weeks and weeks and weeks it was a certain because I had no kind of nutritional literacy I didn't know about um, how to kind of Set up my own eating, my own Fuel. nutrition. Yeah. It was like it was just here. Have fish and salad, and it was that for probably four meals a day. Mm. And I just didn't know. I didn't know any better. I yep. thought that that's what it, that's what it took, and I was willing to do it. And I just yeah, I suffered. Like, did that
1: impact your training?
2: Oh, most definitely, yeah. most definitely. Like, there, there was it wasn't it wasn't any there was no enjoyment in the training. There was no. It was all just okay. I got to tick this box today. I'm yeah. coming to my cardio. I got to come in, smash my session. There was no intensity effort behind it. There was no purpose behind it. There was no intent. Um, mm. And it was just, yeah, weeks and weeks. I think it was like 20 plus weeks. And I was just looking forward to, to, I wasn't even looking forward to the day. I just wanted to get it done with. Yeah. I thought I was like, cool, I'll get up there. Everyone's going to recognize me. I'm going to win. And, you know, because I worked harder than everyone. And um, got up there. Definitely, I think I came, I came last <laughs> out of all of it. Yeah, really? I came fifth out of five, which is last. Um, and then on another one, I, I was in a top six out of like 17, which is not bad, but only five get placed. So well, that's when I was like, cool, I'm going to play someone to converse. And it just didn't end well. Um, you know, I blamed everyone blamed everything mm, by myself. Yeah. I was like, I hate this bodybuilding sucks. Don't do it. <laughs> this is the worst thing. Um, and it took me a very long time to kind of, uh, find my stride again, found, you know, find the love, the passion and actually lifting again. um, and then it took me even think it took me like six years to kind of do it again, get back into it. So the only way I, I was kind of able to do that was just I guess self educate, learn, yeah. and then find out. And, and as you go along, it's like oh, you don't need to do yeah. oh fish and salads, yeah. not the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. Now, uh, whether so yeah. you're training for a comp or just training for normal functional health and fitness, mm-hmm. you, know, you want to know the reason why you're doing something. Exactly. Now, if you're just going along without having Knowledge or the reason why you're doing something, it just it just empties the the mm. experience, doesn't it? Mm, exactly. And you yeah.
0: want to enjoy it, don't you? You know, yeah. You want to enjoy the process along the way. Yeah, it's There's going to be difficult, but you don't want to be suffering. Exactly.
3: 24/7. Yeah, not, not consistently. There's got to be some highs and lows, but you got yeah. to take some joy out of it, yeah. don't you? Where yeah. Yeah. It's, it's baseline is still enjoyment, not exactly suffering.
2: Exactly. And yeah. and I've turned away. And I was talking to Jonesy about it. Like I've turned away more people, whether me coaching him specifically or just in general. Like I've turned more people away from from comp prep and bodybuilding than I have encouraged because it's something that's on one side of the spectrum can be so, so fulfilling. You build so much resilience. You build such a strong mindset. You learn so much about yourself, um, you know, and you actually you build so much confidence. And, and it's something where you actually put so much work into that you could actually reap the rewards no matter what it is. It doesn't have to be a first place doesn't have to be a trophy just just, getting to yeah you look back and go i achieved that like i put in the work to achieve that yeah but on the other side of the spectrum like if you're so purely focused on winning and and you know bringing a certain look and and you will end up like 2015 deals where i hated it i hated everyone i blamed everyone i was robbed this is the worst (laughs) don't bodybuild it's the worst thing ever and then so hence like now like i love it i really do love it I, i i you know, thank it for a lot of my achievements just in life in general. And I know it's kind of weird to say, but it built such a different mindset and built such different resilience in myself. Whereas like it gets such a bad rap and so it should, there are some instances where there are some coaches out there that ruin people. Yeah, You know, they, they, they're not ready for it. They get them prepared. And then when it's all done and dusted and like, they leave them and they leave them and, and you know, they have, they develop, eating disorders and bad images to himself so it's one of those things where it's like i love it so much and it gets such a bad rap like i want someone to experience what i get out of it not the bad end because when you kind of think of bodybuilding like i think majority of people kind of look at it and be like oh like that you're up there you look like that i heard this person suffered from this you know this person had to eat 800 calories to get there and I was like no that's not that's not what it's about
0: it doesn't have to be like that it doesn't mm. have to be yeah but that's great that you have the ability or you had that experience so you probably look back on it now and go there's the greatest yeah that's mental. probably 100% yeah. 100% because yeah. now you're experience. making
1: that a business aren't you you're yep. like that's yep. that's what you're doing
2: yeah that's my like it's um so the business names simplified transformations um it's and a, little and that's bit,
0: a little bit of a pun yeah, with a your surname. My yeah. last name yeah. Tran in there. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't even I just, come up with that. Yeah, nice. One of my clients <laughs> was
2: like, oh, you should do this. And I was like, oh, yeah, 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 that sounds good. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, that's what I want to do. I just want to kind of, it, because so, it gets so overcomplicated. Um, people overthink things. I overthink things. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone wants kind of the best method and what's the most optimal way to do things. And now with, with social media and internet being such a, readily you know, source of inf- information that you could get things from. Um, you're just sitting there just questioning what's right and what's wrong. Yeah,
0: there's so much info yeah, out. There. Yeah, it, yeah.
2: it just it doesn't need to be that complicated. Yeah. And when when it does get over complicated, people just don't stick to it and Yeah. H- hence why they're unable to stick to a program and, and achieve any kind of long term sustainable results. And so that, that's the idea if I just want to kind of make it, you know you, you, rather than focusing on what the best exercise is for a certain muscle group. It's like, cool, how about we just do something that we're going to stick to and it's going to get us to the gym day in, day out. Yeah, you well, know, it's mean. working mm. for
1: some of your clients. I mean, like, transformation is a key word. On your website, there's some awesome before and after pictures of some some of your clients. Fantastic awesome, jobs. So they look I awesome, yeah. don't they? They, look yeah, yeah. they must be so stoked. Yeah. It, must be, it must be a great reward for them to start off in that, that sort of state mm. to end up with you know, the after photo. It looks brilliant.
2: It's definitely it like it spins me out still like cuz i kind of see it and the way i like and this is just a bit of maybe ignorance on my end but i i i see it and i'm like why why can't and i'm like what i struggled with when i first got into pting and coaching in particular is i struggled with empathy something i've definitely improved on now where i just couldn't understand why someone couldn't follow a program
0: yeah you know what i mean like, what, what do you mean
2: you can't die yeah. and, how, yeah. and i couldn't understand it and then that's something that I, i've definitely had to grow and learn so even to this day when I see results, I'm like, yeah, it's cool. You would like, yeah, you achieved that. But they're like, oh, man, thank you so much. I could never thought – and it spins me out and blo- blows my mind. I have to take a step back and and think like, wow, this person's actually, you know, something they – okay, yeah, sure. It's easy for myself and us. You know, it was very difficult and life-changing for them. So yeah, definitely still spins me out. Every time I do kind of, you know, someone, someone messages me and, and, and they are extremely yeah. thankful. And look, some – you know, my overall goal is yes to. I want to get them to a certain look. I want to them to achieve um, obviously results, and then at the same time, it's like, but I want them to keep that results You know,
3: and, yeah, and again,
2: and, yeah. you know, I can't sit here and sit down and be like, I've had success with every single client, long term, short term. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, I've seen clients, I've achieved wicked results with them, only to kind of see them maybe fall off a bit down the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they're definitely not all perfect. Um, I've definitely got some tightening up to do with, with my business and how I kind of deliver a service. Um, but I guess, yeah, that's just a, just a bit of an ongoing thing, like always trying to find ways. So my overall goal, if I had to was like, yeah, achieve these transformations, whatever it might be, you know, you could someone, someone losing five kilos compared to someone stepping on stage I'm and prep, winning yeah. a bodybuilding. Yeah. But I want them to get something out of it so that if I was to step away tomorrow,
0: they, they know going. what to do. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They
2: know what to do and yeah. and you know, if, like they don't have to read off a meal plan forever. They don't have to see, you know, they able to go to the gym and go, cool, I, I know that I need to target this and I could change this up, opposed to being like
1: whipping out the phone and the program going, I need to follow this specifically. Yeah, yeah. What you've taught them actually becomes a lifestyle habit. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. that's yeah. the key to a, a trainer's success, isn't mm. it? To know that you've they've adopted this lifestyle that you've taught them in, in initially and they can take it themselves yeah, exactly. and have that intrinsic motivation as well. I reckon that that would be the biggest challenge is just getting mm. people motivated. Mm. And, and I guess they always say that you're paying a PT for obviously knowledge and whatever, but mostly motivation. motivation. Yeah. 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 Someone to train with. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, Someone yeah. that you're accountable to. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, who, so I
0: guess people. in the physical
1: sense
3: is – and I wanted to ask you about that. Like do you have a pretty generic sort of um, model that you follow or is everyone very different depending on what they want to achieve? Like are you sort of um, – catching up with someone once a week and having a chat about what things will look like or are you physically having a bit of an interaction with them um, sort of more or less like before each session or or is it just very variable in terms of how you do it?
2: Yeah, it's definitely – so now that I've kind of got to the business to a a place where I do, I guess, have some sort of niche market. So whereas when I first started, it was like, okay – and I think when I was previously working for someone else – I'll, I had just a, a varying different clientele, you know, mums and you know, young 20-year-olds, 70 like just so varying, mm-hmm. where now I'm in a position where whoever does kind of seek me out, they've obviously know what they're kind of in for. And most of it is just kind of wanting to get jacked, you know, of, kind of, yeah, kind yeah. of just taking their physique to the next level. And whether that means, you know, it's like we said, comp prep or losing five kilos. So they kind of know what to expect. So based on that, I do kind of have a certain model, I guess, on, on, on how to, um, you know, on, on how we're going to start things off. And then from there, we can kind of go, okay, how do we individualize this program? How do we individualize your training, your nutrition, specifically for you, purely out of the fact of what's going to make you stick to it, you know, just adherence in general. So someone like, you know, Jonesy come to me and, he, and he, he could probably commit to an easy five sessions a week, commit to five, you know, meals a day where someone else maybe only be able to get to three, get to the gym three times a week. And, you know, sometimes the eating windows are smaller so that, you mm. know, you have to make it a bit more convenient. So starting off with the general model, what it kind of looks like and then individualizing that as well as, as you were saying, on the interaction size. I, I took on, for example, in the last couple of weeks, I took on someone who was, uh, who is very new to it, very green, never trained, or never really trained before, tried it himself, has no clue what he's, and never, never followed a meal plan, doesn't know what to eat. So for him specifically, you know, I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to. Mm. Um, I've organized because I do a bit of PTing as well. Yeah. Um, and I was saying to the boys that I don't really, um, I don't do personal training specifically, but I do offer that in-person sessions, um, whether that be an in-person check-in or, or if it's possible, if they're living in the same area, come catch up for, a, for an in-person session as well. Um,
1: so they would come to your, your gym, your, your personal gym? you got yeah. a, your own gym in yeah. your house? Yes,
2: yes. Yeah. So they'll come on down there and, and,
1: you know, basically pretty much go through, we could go through each session together and at the same time just try to educate them as well. And, and would you be then at that time also in those initial stages looking for any sort of, I don't know, imbalances yeah. or sort of any sort of things that you think, oh, Gonna need to work correct that first yeah, before we yeah, get yeah, into a program. Able to kind of scale it back. And I guess that's based on
2: their experience, as based on my experience as a coach. Um not really like if someone's generally green to it or I'm not gonna be sitting there going, Cool, we're gonna get straight stuck into two top sets of heavy conventional deadlifts and you know, and mm. they're just mm. gonna they're not gonna know what to do. So just yeah, break it down to beginner level. Definitely. What, what's available at their gym to do, cool we have a bit more access to machines, we'll start a bit more on there. But at the same time, it's like um, just starting off basics. Uh, and I guess we'll, we'll talk about it before. Is I think that's probably the trouble when it comes to online coaching. Yeah, I was going to ask
0: you about the positives mm, and negatives. Yeah, and that's uh, probably one of them. Is Massive,
1: the, massive challenge, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're on green
0: one. and you're just starting out, and yeah, what what's What's a, what's a deadlift? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do I deadlift? Yeah, 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 And it's even so seeing, got,
3: I guess, I don't know if you use like Zoom or videos or whatever, but yeah. even looking at different angles and... You're trying to work out, like, the biomechanics, if they're doing something wrong or if they're going to hurt themselves. It's, yeah. it's tricky, hey? Like, in real mm. life, you can walk around and get a sense of it. And mm, definitely. You know, that 2D screen. It's hard because it's, like, you know, on a screen exactly, you could yeah. sit there and, uh, and
2: they have to take the perfect video yeah. for you to properly analyse, whereas, mm. like, this is something I could – and hence why, if possible, I'd love to, like, I always give them that option, hey, come down for a session. Mm. You're not sure about something? If not, record it record it to your best ability i know it sucks yeah. get whip out the camera get someone to record it for you no one's going to judge you if they do you know their shit don't worry about them <laughs> but no one's going to judge you record it send it to me i'll do the best i can to 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 critique it as mm-hmm. much as possible um, and we'll just try to improve from there i guess you got to really put your queuing skills so when mm-hmm. i do my online check-ins with my coaches, uh, with my clients uh, we do weekly depends on on their kind of service So if they're like a weekly online check-in i look at their training i look at their Feedback. I look at the other numbers, body weight, photos, if they've got it, and a check in form that they fill out more information, the better. And then I give them kind of in-depth um, video responses. So I use like Loom, and then I'll have their screens. I can see it, put it, and if there's any question where it's like, hey, Romanian deadlifts are hurting my back. And generally, you can kind of already think what's wrong with it. Um, give me a video, send it, and then no, I could give my in-depth in critique. I could even probably step back from the computer, try to show them how it's done. So you could do the best you can um, with the tools that you have. Mm-hmm. Like like in person's going with the utmost. That's the best way to, to yeah. be able to, I mm-hmm. guess, fix something or, or assess something. But on the online realm, you know, videos, um, queuing correctly, being able to actually queue just by... Using words opposed to actually showing them, yeah. directing them to other sources. Um, do you,
1: um, on, as part of your online um, thing that you offer them, do you do videos of yourself uh, performing a, a lift or a, or a That's, movement? So d- I use a app at the moment.
2: Um, a coaching app called trainerize oh, um, right. which is very common very very common yeah. in online coaches and, and that PhDs has images well. of how to. yeah do so oh, when okay. you do set up their program there's a video for it ah. and if that and they have a diet they have a, a library of themselves of the app they uses um which you're like oh yeah uh, that that could kind of you know grill. but i think one of the good things about the app is you could go on youtube um and link a separate video for that certain exercise so if there's certain exercises that i think are, a video on youtube describes very well from mm. someone yeah um, then I'm able to link that up yep. Eventually, I would love to just have a whole library of myself yeah. Donham yeah yeah that's the actual goal speaking yeah. of resolution like when yeah. I've listened this year's goals I'd love to have a, just a diary of, of me being able to set the camera up do an exercise um, which I probably could I'm just pretty just a lot of time,
1: time, put it, it into a
0: library kind of thing yeah. so yeah. your voice
2: on. and it adds it's one like I could describe it the way I see it. And two, as a little bit more of a personal touch. Yeah, and I guess. Guess, yeah. you know, yeah. Especially in an on, online coaching realm where you don't want to f- make them feel, it's hard enough making them not feel like a number in person, yeah. let alone on the online world and, and being yeah. able to give that personal touch a bit more.
0: Sometimes that's a good thing being online as well in that you don't have to travel. You can do it at home. If they've got a bit of a home gym, they can do it at home. Yeah. Or, you know, if they're going to a gym, you know, there's not all that, travel time and various Mm. bits and pieces so the online world has definitely got its advantages for sure
2: it's it's yeah it's definitely one of those things where it's such like it could be super super beneficial you know working remotely not
0: relying solely on and it's great for you like you you know as a person family life Mm. that work-life balance you know you're not traveling anywhere either yeah you've got you've got it set up as a as a sort of standalone business? And I don't know if that was a COVID thing or you had planned that out. That's how I want to go. I think this is the best way to do it. Or was that a bit of a pivot because of COVID or, yeah.
2: Yeah, so when I got into PTing and, and online coaching, I actually, I took the leap into personal training a whole, so prior, during COVID, I was a lab technician. So I worked more in mining, a bit more in the um uh, like roadworks, construction, civil construction and all all that stuff. So like concrete testing, um, asphalt testing, soils testing. Didn't do anything to do with PTing, probably the complete opposite. High years getting dirty, typical (laughs) nine to five. Um, And once COVID hit, I kind of got this new job and I was working close to home. As as a PT? No, I, I didn't oh, even I touch PT. Oh, I, right. I didn't touch PT at all. So yeah. I had my PT certs in 2012, did nothing with them. And all the way up into 2020, once in the right in the middle of COVID, depth of COVID. So um, I got another job. I was working as an asphalt technician down down in Wangarra. I was like, cool, this is perfect. This is close to home. Um and it was just, it just was the worst. Like, I didn't like anything there. You know, it was just, I knew the day I got there, I was like, this is not for me. I thought the grass was <laughs> greener <laughs> from my previous spot. My previous job, I was there for eight years. It was kind of, I wasn't going nowhere. It paid the bills. It was yep. no passion at all. Um, You know, I, did, I just did it day in, day out. That's what it was, typical job. Went to a new job, thought that was it. This is where I'm going to find, you know, it's going to spark a light in me and I'm going to be able to just hated it. Everything, everything about it. I hated <laughs> it. I didn't like working there. Didn't quite like the people, and I was in a bit of a panic because I was like, "Covid's oh, here." Shit. Yeah. Like, this is and this is right, right when Covid was like at the highest. And the only reason why I was working because we were considered, um, what do they call it, like essential you? workers? Yeah. Or yeah, I was considered yeah. essential because it was roadworks and all that. So that's Need the only reason. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone was like, "Not." I was still working. I was, I was a bit like, okay, I had a mortgage. I obviously, wasn't a dad at the time but it was a bit of a panic because I was like, what am I going to do? I'm not going back to my old job just to save face more than anything. I was like, I can't (laughs) let them own me. No way. And I didn't know what to do. I was applying for these other jobs. And then at the time I was like, man, maybe this is a sign to just do something yeah. else. Yeah, cool. Everything happens like, for a reason exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, I, I you know, PTing. It was what I've always wanted to do. I've just been too much of a bitch to do it. Like, yeah. I'm too scared to take the leap. Security over everything. You know, yeah. security over passion. Yeah. Pays the bills, got a yeah. mortgage. That's a real trap. Yeah. 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 And so exactly. it takes
0: a lot of it takes a lot of balls to do that, to say, okay, I'm, and you probably had a partner at the time. Yes, yeah. so you, you know, you're talking to her and saying, look, I... This is what I'm going to do. I'm and sometimes you need that little push. This job is terrible. I'm going to I'm doing it. I'm putting exactly. all my eggs in this basket and we'll see how it goes.
2: That's exactly. how some, <laughs> And is some
0: it. people you know would just keep doing that job forever. I mean that happens all the time, you know. People, mm, yeah. It's a it's a it's a gutsy move to do that.
2: It, it yeah. was that's exactly how it kind of panned out. Um cuz I was like, "Oh, I want to do maybe I'll just do PTing. This is this is it." And I was like, I'll just survive this job for another six months, work my ass off, build up my knowledge again about PTing, and I, and I Im- immediately like um, was doing mentor sessions with a with a fellow online like coach, and he was oh, yeah. pretty pretty right, high yeah. up in the bodybuilding realm, really really successful now. Um, I was doing mentoring with him, and I told, and then you know, that six month plan started like maybe I could do this in three months, you know, maybe I could maybe I could shorten this, yeah. um, and the more I was like thinking about it, the more I wanted to do it. And at the time, um, my partner, she was, she was, she had a good job. You know, she was she was probably getting paid more than I was at both jobs. So she was a bit of the breadwinner of, of the family, and and so I kind of turned to her just like that, and I said, "Look, I think I want to do this. Um, like, I'm, I'm like serious about this. I really want to do it, not for the fact of like trying to be successful. I said, I, said, I just want to. I think this is an opportunity for me to actually do something I like enjoy doing, yeah, do I love like yeah. doing, yeah, exactly." Yeah. Um but I said to her, but the downside to that tough. is it's mm. gonna be like yeah, I said, you, over. Yeah. you might have to take the reins a bit. <laughs> like this might be really tough. Yeah. Um and she was all on board, man. She was yeah, she was that's like, great, yeah, yeah. Awesome. good, do it, that's do what you awesome. love, yeah. let's do it. Um and then just it all panned out so well. The mentor I was working with, he, he um you know, he obviously taught me a lot. He was able to hook me up with this place called uh, PPS. Which is called a physique performance specialist, um, which is a it's like a co- a private gym facility or a coach there. So he hooked me up with that because he was friends with the owner. The owner's awesome. He gave me the opportunity, completely green. Come on in, you know, let's teach you. And from there, because we got paid hourly, it wasn't like a typical personal training job where you're relying on clients. You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this is the perfect opportunity because I could just purely work on my craft, become a good coach, become a good personal trainer, soak it all in without that constant fear of yeah. Yeah. how am I going to pay the bills? Mm-hmm. And I think that's another trap to, to the personal training industry is like you, you can't focus on your craft. You just focus on getting people in because you've got to pay yeah. the bills at yeah, the end of the day. That's yeah.
0: right. So and, yeah. you, and if traditional PTs get paid for the clients they bring in, don't they? And And they're almost hiring the space. Yeah. And you got to kind of pay them back. Yeah. Pay the owner back. Yeah.
1: Yeah. D- yeah. During that whole COVID thing, I had a few P T interviews at right, some yeah. different gyms and I just I just left them after a while. They just firstly they want an initial twelve or fifteen hundred bucks mm. for like setup, whatever, yeah. marketing and business cards and attracting some clients. And then once you've got clients, you then uh, giving them a percentage of the of the fees for either the hiring of the you're facility, you're busting yeah. your ass doing all the face to face work. For nothing,
2: the Rent's yeah. not rent's not cheap, No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These gyms, yeah. yeah, they're crazy. They're, they're yeah. north of you know $250, 300
1: bucks a week. Yeah. yeah, and you go there and you have an interview, and the person is more like a salesman than a gym. That's right, yeah. a gym owner. You know, yeah. like he's yeah. just yeah. I don't know. But, it's no good feeling. But well, I guess yeah. while you were doing that, mate, and getting your, 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 uh, your wage there, you could then sort of like start working on your little side gig. Yeah. 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 So even Finding then your niche. I wasn't yeah. like,
2: I was just wrapped the fact that I was in the industry. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't really care too much about the pay. Um, you know, I had to do a bit of mathematics and, and be able to figure out what actually just the bare minimum I needed to get by in terms of paying the bills. And I was happy with that. Um, And I think I was able to kind of grow quite significantly as a coach and PT in such a short amount of time because I was only in 2020 um, because it was just like, I don't need to focus on rent. I don't need to focus Mm. on Mm. bringing clients in. Like The place was well established. She has four locations across Perth. So it was like, you were constantly, hey Dylan, here's a new client, here's a new client. And they were, there wasn't no niche. I was doing group training, start off group training. Mm. And even that group training, it wasn't like a typical, like say F45. It was like, okay, I'm the coach of, like I had off the bat 35, 40 clients, which you won't see any PT, like, but it was like, here you go. And when we did group training, it was like groups of eight in one session. But I was a coach for all of them. I was taking care of the nutrition. I was taking care of... the training and and just whatever they were trying to achieve goal. Um, It was a very strength-based gym as well based on, you know, squat, deadlift, bench. Um, So, yeah, it was just pure honing on that and just taking on as much as I could being a sponge, soaking it all up, doing courses on the side um, as well to to kind of build nutrition. And to be honest, I didn't even really – because I was a subcontractor, I guess it was – yeah, I was still my business ABM, but I I didn't really have much thought – on branching out to, yeah. to, to, you know, do my own business by then. It was just, I was just cool. I'm just going to be a coach however long as I'll stay in this place. And then uh, I guess I just kind of reached a bit of a ceiling while I was there where I, I started to develop a bit of a niche for probably a bit more, someone more in a hypertrophy based, a bit more bodybuilding based, a bit more physique. So where that was more of a general population type style gym, getting strong, achieving yeah. awesome results. So mine was like, okay. We started, I started organising photo shoots, taking care of the clients for that. A couple of the clients wanted to go on comp, so I helped them, you know, helped them get ready for stage. So I kind of developed that kind of niche around myself. Um, but then at the time, like, I kind of grew out of it. What can I do now? Um, and that's when I just kind of decided to, to branch out, went to another gym to kind of just run the business at uh, as a PT, but predominantly doing online coaching. Um, and at that time as well, we had kind of planned at – you know, to have a, I'm 32 this year, so at 30, I wanted to, to, to have a kid. So, me and a partner spoke, we talked about you know having kids and, and what we can do, and then at it, and at the same time, I was like, Cool, I want to be home more. This is an opportunity mm-hmm. for me not only to, to do what I love doing as a father, but I could be home now, yeah, like, yeah, so man. I started. I hired a business coach, you know, hey, hey, I want to get my business to this. I want to be an online coach. I still value in-person training. I I still want that, but I think my skills are probably a bit more um, on on an online coaching side. So just start putting the pieces in play to kind of get me there. That's
0: awesome just to have the faith and the ability to to do that because each step coming from PSS, then you got to go, you know, another leap, you know, that's a nice little secure job too in the industry you love yeah. and then jumping <laughs> into your own business and starting that, finding your own clients. Now now we're looking at, oh, I've got to get people in. Mm. Yeah. But finding a niche is, is an, uh, you, know, you might not have millions of people coming at you, but you're going to find the people that need bodybuilding advice mm. and they're going to come to you. And, yeah, perfect being online. You don't have, you don't, well, yeah, some people are going to be green, but you're going to be able to tell them, Go and do it and they probably all have the same mindset. Okay, I just need someone to tell me what to do and I'll go and do it, knock it out and it'll be, you know, follow these steps and exactly. get in there. I mean yeah. the plan was
2: always like when I look back, like this is where I would have loved myself to be in a position to be in like I'm happy where I'm at now. It's yeah, never yeah. been something where how far can I scale this business? Mm, like yeah. I'm not I'm not money driven. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm yeah. not yeah. focused on how big I can make the business in yeah. terms of like I'm like I'm happy to cap my numbers at a certain number. Yeah, I'm yeah. happy to turn away clients who I think that I just may not be the right mm, for and, yeah. and I do, I do it yeah. quite often. Like yeah. if someone comes in there, it, it, you know, we have a good chat. I'm happy to go. Hey, I just don't think my services are, are, are going to be well. Like I would love to help, but I think you'd benefit from someone else. Yeah. I don't yeah. want you know. You save your money. I'm a, you know yeah. bad as it sounds. Do I'm they, gonna they save my time. Do they appreciate
1: time. that? Do they appreciate that? Yeah, a lot of them do. Honesty. honesty.
2: Yeah, a lot of them and a lot of them are just like. Beautiful. Can you point me in a direction who can? Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. have no issue with referring um, yeah. other coaches. Yeah, I, I definitely don't. And yeah. I've, I've done it before. I've actually referred coaches I've never met before. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and yeah, yeah. I'd love to you catch up with them in person and be like, yeah. hey, man, uh, I've sent that? a few
1: people to you and I've seen their stuff. Like, yeah.
2: they're, they're with you. So yeah, i got, I got no connection
1: <laughs> yeah, just thank me later. Oh, yeah. Just, But yeah, <laughs> you've got the lifestyle um, gig, haven't you? I mean, you've got a job you love and you're working from home. You get, you're yeah. around family. Yeah, you're not man. stuck in traffic every day.
0: Oh, yeah. You that's the best that? part. Yeah, that's,
1: that's <laughs> worth a lot. This if is like uh,
0: the – Sorry. you go,
3: I was just going to say, this is like the back end of COVID. Like it was such a shit time. and It was such an unsure time for a lot of people. And, you know, like your story where you're still working, but everyone was a bit worried about like what was going to happen. And all this cool stuff's come out of it. Like it seems like the online world is a lot bigger. Like a lot of people are chasing online coaching and online stuff now. It's just the way of the future, but it's really like accelerated it. And yeah. it sort of like it was just such a crap time, but there were so many great stories that come mm. out of it where oh, yeah. it, it gave people that nudge they needed to be yes. like, "I don't want to do this. I yeah. want to do this." And it was that push that you needed, like that extra little bit of motivation to go, you know, I'm going to try it. Yeah, and made yeah. a lot of people it's realise just,
1: that they were just sort of coasting along. Hey, they were yeah, just yeah, like 100 cruising along in this career or this thing that they weren't really happy with. They yep. maybe sitting in a cubicle and thinking. Then they had to go home, work from home, and thought, yeah. "Wow, this is cool. I can do this." Because having yeah. an easy life that just gets shit done is really dangerous. Because yeah. you can just keep doing it forever. I was happier to are Like, man, you know, yeah, I can pay the yeah. bills, and yep. I got a
3: bit of extra money left over for this and that, and it's not so bad. And you talk yourself into it. If, and uh, I up. could guarantee, like, if it wasn't for COVID, like, I could probably guarantee that I would still be doing what I was doing. Yeah. I'd yeah. I would
2: have a family in that. Yeah, it. but yeah. then yeah. I'd, I, yeah, I'd
3: that little bit of pressure and adversity, and you know, it just gives you the push you need mm. to go. You definitely, know? Yeah, I was it's comfortable. awesome. I was comfortable. Comfort's Comfort's dangerous, hey? I was was
2: extremely, which in comfort causes complacency. And then that fear is easier,
3: isn't it? When you're comfortable and things are okay, you'd be way too scared to go, you know, fuck this, I'm going to chase what I want. Yeah, yeah, Um, definitely, definitely.
1: What would you say as a personal trainer in general is your greatest um, challenge uh, with working with clients? What was your greatest challenge? For me, and I, I mentioned just before,
2: uh, empathy was probably the greatest challenge, uh, probably still is around because it's, um, oh, so two things I reckon my greatest challenge, empathy in the beginning, I've definitely changed it now. I, I do think it's probably one of my strong suits is being able to, to understand step in someone else's shoes much more now. We're back when I first started, I just didn't, I, I couldn't, because I was such a robot with the way I did things and I just couldn't understand why someone, I was like, why, what do you mean you, you, you didn't eat? today? Like, I, I couldn't understand that. Uh, what mm. do you mean you, you don't want to go to gym? What do you mean like, yeah. I love this. How yeah. can you kind of clients? Yeah. So yeah. I, I struggled a lot with empathy. So PPS, especially, we, we um, it taught me a lot about being able to kind of step in someone else's shoes and understand where they're coming from. I think once you do kind of lock that in and nail that aspect and that value, it, it will take your kind of coaching to, to maybe the next level because that extra care factor, and at the end of the day, that's what's going to keep people around. You can give them the best program, best results, but. You know, yeah, what's yeah. going to make them stay is the fact that they you could generally feel that you care. And I guess another, what I struggle with a lot, and I still struggle to this day, a bit of just in, in, imposter syndrome. You know, I struggle a struggle would be thinking like I always kind of overthink things. Do I really know what I'm talking about? I'm fairly <laughs> new to this industry. I How think, dare mate, I? I that's that's, a, that's a great point.
1: Yeah. Uh, I reckon a lot of uh, PTs feel that. A lot, reckon, a lot of people in general. I think yeah, it's not just I reckon, PT. I think yeah. it's the whole yeah, world. Yeah. You meet
3: people who are so qualified in different areas. I mean, look at you. You obviously know what you're talking about you know, so you shouldn't have that sort of imposter thing, yeah. but there are so many people in the world in general, like super qualified people in all different areas. Like, Oh, you know, I don't really feel like I should. Yeah. They underestimate. Like I, I don't right know right if yeah. I know enough to mm. pass it on. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, yeah that Donny, it's, it's that it's Donny. what's that Donny Kruger
2: one. effect? They call it where, where you think, you know, I think I'm probably going to butcher this. Space, <laughs> where you think you know so much when you don't know much at all, but the more, you know, that's when you kind of start to doubt yourself. More yeah. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And that's where I, yeah, I think that's what I try even to be totally honest when, when Jonesy hit me up about this podcast and, and I was like, cool, I, I didn't even know you had one. Let me have a listen. So I listened to a few episodes and I was like, nah, man, these guys are too smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. I was like, man, no. these guys are exciting studies. And, and, I, and I was like, oh, and I said to my missus, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> and Jonesy was real open. He was He was a bit like, hey, man, you know, if you have the time, don't feel pressure. Um, you know, we don't have much to offer. And I was like, man, like I, I'd love to have a chat. And then eventually I was like, oh, I don't know. And I told my missus, I, was like, I don't know. These guys are, are smart. Like what if they ask me a question? I don't <laughs> know what the fuck I'm
1: talking about. I think we have
0: that imposter syndrome as well. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
1: But it's funny though you say that because you've got people like that are so knowledgeable and experienced and have that little fear of just crossing over and, and imparting that to others. But then you've just got, at the other end, these absolute boneheads yep. that just know yep. fuck all, yep. and yep. they just, you know, the old bro science, and yep. they're in there just doing things to people that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah. It's you know? yeah. so that old saying, like, you
3: don't know what you don't know? Yes. Like, you know, if you if you don't know it, you don't know you don't know it. Yes. Yeah. So maybe you think you know they it. They convince themselves that you're all over it. It's like, yeah. you don't know what you don't yeah. know. Yeah. So the first yeah. time I heard that, I'm like, what a stupid saying. And then I'm like, nah, actually, it rings true. Combine yeah. that with... Social media now.
2: Yeah,
0: that yeah. must be a big one. I was going to ask you about social media and sort of the plethora of people that are out there. You know, some good, some bad. I mean, we have even touched on the liver king before. You know, <laughs> you just, the fraudulent sort of stuff that goes on and, um, not, it's probably not imposter syndrome, but it's more like, uh, narcissism. Far, well, yeah, there's These that too. And there's sort of um, a facade of, We've definitely talked about it on the podcast before. Mm. Smithy's mentioned it. Of just, you know, when you're on Instagram, it it is this. Uh, nobody, you don't see anyone's unhappiness on Instagram. No. Do you? you see everyone's happiness. Mm. This is I'm living my best life course, here. And the yeah. same in sort of online PTing and and people online. You're like, well, man, this guy's jacked. And then you look at the Liver King. You uh like, well, you probably should look at it and go. He's he's not natural, that fella, to start with. But then when it sort of all fell apart, then you're kind of thinking, Is that is that most people? You know, most people on that top level, you are they are they giving us the information mm. that's correct? Well, or they're, ta-
1: they're taking photos of themselves and then all these all these adjustments you can do with a photo, mm. like yeah, touch well, this yeah. up, you know, yes. make this a little bit wider here. Airbrush that, yeah. And yeah. edit brush a little bit that. off here. and so mm, sometimes yeah. Most of the time yeah. you're, you're seeing something that's not even real.
3: Yeah. Well, I even mean, if it is real, you're going to take the photo on your best day, aren't you? Yeah, like like yeah. you touch note it with your comp prep, you're not going to stay at that level of comp Forever. day for six months yeah. or, or a year. You just can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Cool. But it if you want to put some images out in the online space, you're obviously going to use that. Mm. People see that and they go, fuck, I want to be like that all the time. Yeah. I want to wake up and look like that every day of my life.
2: That's people's mm. income so now cool. these days yeah. as well. Yeah. The amount of money people make from social media Yeah, um, yeah. now. And I guess it's like, because we, and I, it's funny because me putting myself in this kind of category too. And, you know, obviously I'm, I'm only 32, but I could, even before I, like social media wasn't around. Mm. Yeah, So it's like at, I think before social media, individuals such as ourselves were able to read other things um, and kind of have an understanding of other things, whether that be studies or just things you've learned from life in general, where now in this day and age, anyone that's under 30, like social media has always been there. So that's Mm. their primary source of information. And maybe they weren't able to be able to pick up values that we probably learned previously yeah so they're just they're blinded to it different all different information Is yeah Is so you open someone on that? social media or someone's page King, like that's that's that has to be real yeah you know where we're able to call bullshit mm. quite <laughs> yeah. easily yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. i don't know if you like you know th- whether that's true or not but yeah, yeah. it could be a maturity thing just the fact that we could just call bullshit yeah. easier yeah. because yeah. we know the difference between social media yeah. and what's reality because we spent a whole the chunk of our majority of our life in reality opposed to this teenage like social yeah. media is the f- at the forefront it's yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the first thing you do is you go before I still do it now and the first thing I do is open up Instagram every mm. single day yeah yeah I hate it yeah I <laughs> do it every day <laughs> it is part,
0: it's part of your job though isn't it you mm. probably need to create that content yeah. you know you show that show that you are legit
1: are there any trainers that you follow mate um I've, I've had a bit, bit of uh, enjoyment watching um JTM Jay Maranak. Uh, JTM Fit. He's yeah. um, followed a few of his programs. He's um, pretty good. Obi Vincent. Mm. Uh, who's that? Ben Kolski. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. I definitely it's follow. I, I like.
2: I'm balls deep in the bodybuilding. <laughs> I like. I love. Live and breathe it. And more so in the. It's funny because it's more so in the in the. Um, I guess the realm of the, the IFBB side, the more where they oh, definitely yeah. all dabble in the the PED side of person, natural bodybuilding. A lot of those coaches, which is so funny, because it, it, if you want to talk, I guess there is some, uh, quite a lot of it is science behind it, but the stuff they kind of talk about is, is still kind of bro sciencey
0: Yeah,
2: so it's hard to kind of just listen they, to their stuff. Are they
0: pretty transparent though? They'll say, you, you know, there's a natural comp and there's a unnatural. Is that, is that as the in right?
2: the comps are, are or, transparent with each other, or, or just
0: um, those uh, those guys online sort of? Much
2: more, they're much more transparent now because I think it's hard to hide. I think, yeah. the, back in the day, uh, y- years back, it was like frowned upon, you can't talk about it, yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. I know definitely, especially on the, the upper end, Ronnie Coleman days, yeah, and like, yeah. That, yeah. like if they got they they were like refused to answer anything about you know, um, steroids or anything, but now they're definitely much more transparent, um, yeah, okay, I, they're yeah. definitely not afraid to kind of admit it, it's obvious, yeah, um but on a, on a kind of natural end of things, like there's so many natural kind of bodybuilding prep coaches out there as well. They probably just don't get as much um, notoriety and and, yeah. uh, and there are some great ones out there, um, especially in Australia alone. I, I think my coach is quite up there. His name is Joey Cantlin. He's over in Brisbane. Um, he does really well. He's awesome. I've been with him for going on
1: two years now. Yeah. Um, and has that had all virtual training you do with him?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Um, I've, I've Met him in person when I competed in nationals last year. Um, I caught up with him, um, which was awesome. You know, mm. it, was, it was funny, like, as if we'd been friends for years, and it was the first time I kind of ever met him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah a few few kind of um, natural bodybuilding coaches out there. In Perth as well, um, Alan Mau is one of them, Brandon Kempter, who, who's, a, who's a well-known Australian coach. Um, I had another coach, uh, Richard Collins from Physique Code. He's the one that actually mentored me when, oh, I, yeah. when I needed the PT, he was a kind of a mentor first. So when I would yep. talk about the mentor that got me into PTing, I, I hit him up because he's just been in the industry for, for such a long time. So it's definitely becoming much – back in the day, I think there was only like five comp prep coaches in Perth really that, yeah. that most people knew about. Now there's so many and, yeah. and I guess much more trusted and much more educated now as well Yeah, opposed yeah. to just going to old school methods that mm. I did. <laughs> <laughs> back in 2015 yeah. for yeah. sure,
0: but that does, that doesn't even seem like all that long ago. 2015, no. does
1: it? No. So, um, yeah. What I about your own training, mate? Forward. What do you like training best? Muscle group wise, yeah, chest. Man,
2: gotta love it. Can't, can't go past so, a uh, past a good chest day. Eh? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love deadlifts. Yeah, oh uh, yeah, deadlifts yeah. is uh, I I got a stick man. Deadlift had it on my ankle, actually, <laughs> from a night out in Bali. <laughs> <laughs> also 2015. <laughs> yeah. Spiraled down. Yeah. Um, For man. deadlifts over squats? Oh, I'm terrible with squats, man. Yeah. I'm terrible. My mobility is absolutely terrible. <laughs> my mobility, my flexibility my range of motion is terrible. It is. It's, it's probably the worst you, you would definitely have ever
1: seen.
0: And a squat is definitely difficult because it's got <sighs> so many moving parts that mm. if you are zero even ankle, you know. Yeah, there's <laughs> there's ankle so much involved in the squat, and, isn't
1: there? Yeah. Yeah. so many like, angles and it's limb lot, length. There's not a lot of people that can do a good squat. Yet. Yeah. Mm. So I lot lot. don't program any squats at all. Nah. No. To no. Totally honest. Really? Yeah. Do you do, just, do more uh, like single leg stuff?
2: Uh, I would probably do something that would offer a bit more external stability. Yeah. Um, if it's someone that's not it's hard because you you don't want to just teach them something that or give them exercise that provides so much external stability such as like a smith machine squat or a hack squat or a leg press and then it just steers them away from actually learning how to actually use internal stability and, yeah. and actually be able to perform a squat yeah, yeah. Um, but plus it's like I, I try meet in the middle between like how much kind of I guess stimulus to fatigue ratio they can get out of the movement are we trying to achieve here. Yep. Um, deadlifts is for myself. I, I guess it kind of gets a wee bit frowned upon in in the muscle building realm, and, and no one. Does does it really? Yeah, it's especially nowadays where not not many people will program them because it's kind of the same thing I said before. Like, there's the, the stimulus to fatigue ratio probably provides a bit more fatigue than actually stimulus. Right. Yeah, right. Um, most people can't really perform them that good. Yeah. So it's like, is it worth it? Um, I do it purely just whether it is egotistical. Uh, I love to lift heavy. Yeah, yeah it's
1: well, that's just one of those exercises that you just do for just look after your own functional strength as you get yeah. older. You know, yeah. if you, if everyone would did a couple of deadlifts a day, it would be a lot more sort of. Oh, there's one stronger. exercise
2: you could choose that, that you were only able to do one exercise for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd probably choose deadlifts. Yeah, I agree. Or, yeah. Or it, it,
1: it trains everything. It works yeah. everything, doesn't it? I'm just actually, uh, my young bloke's 15 and he's getting into some lifting. He loves it. And I'm just controlling that um, urge to, oh, Dad, can I bench press 50 kilos today? <laughs> yeah, mate, yeah, we will. But, you know, do your warm-up first. And I've just, and I, I love, he's just got awesome deadlift technique. And I've just started him oh, off so as a good. very, very basic, you know, single leg toe touch, no weight, nothing. And I've just worked him up. Then had, like, you know, the, the weight sitting on a height uh, level so he can just do the, the top pool. The, the, yeah. the hot top pool. Now he's actually getting down to do a full deadlift. And he's just got the most perfect, beautiful form. And mm. I reckon that's probably where, being a youngster. He hasn't um, trained for 15 years. He hasn't trained years years before, yeah. So, and he probably hasn't got injuries that you compensate for. Yeah. And you exactly. start taking little shortcuts to get shit yeah. done. Yeah, like. yeah. But and I've just seen him as a little ball of plasticine that I can <laughs> mould <laughs> And he's so receptive and he listens. And he, and he's, he seems to have a good um, c- conception of how to apply body movement. Yeah, mm. no,
3: it's He's got sorry. good proprioception, sort of shit. Yeah, like
1: yeah. some he people just do. Some yeah. people yeah. you could just
3: like
2: yep. tell them, and you try to cure it the best you can, and you do it, and they do it straight away, and you pick it up. You're like, yeah. oh, this is gonna, this is gonna go very well. Yeah, I think when I was at PPS, especially when I was doing much more in person, we were able to do similar to that. Start off with block pull, start off with you know um, deficit deadlifts, or, or you know, and then build up to an actual proper conventional deadlift And I think that's another struggle with kind of online coaching is like. Someone tells me, oh, we're going to train. And I go, okay, we'll start off with this exercise first. And everyone just a bit impatient to like, they're not. exactly, And it's like, okay, we juggle where we want them to stick to the program. We need adherence. Adherence is key. Mm. Enjoyment is a key to adherence. You have to kind of like play around going, you know, I don't, as much as I want them to learn the basics first, you know, give them something where it's like start off real-based, especially with the, I guess the niche that I work with, that they're probably not going to last long <laughs> yeah. on the program very much. They get bored very It's a easily. big challenge for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely.
1: To have, to have motivated straight up.
2: Mm. Yeah. So I yeah. guess it's being able to like, like, I love deadlifts. Does everyone need to do deadlifts? It would be great if everyone could perform a good deadlift, but it's probably not that necessarily. everyone loves it. Yeah, yeah, you don't really need to. And most people do. Even if you were there in person, most people it's hard to perform really, really well without yeah. and and not only perform well, perform well at with extreme effort, Light, yeah. push yeah, yourself with heavy weight. Because then it's like now, not coaching in general, and I'm sure you guys will relate. It's like fifty percent of it is being able to teach them how to do it. The other fifty is teaching them the mindset at the same time, yeah, yeah. being able to push himself to it. So it's like yeah, if we're yeah. gonna do it, we're gonna do it properly. We're gonna do it hard, heavy. You know if you don't see yourself doing it, then you might as well not do it at all. and we'll find something else that we we'll probably get a bit more benefit out of.
1: Yeah, obviously, it changes from client to client yeah. and it would change for your training as well, depending on if you're training for a comp or whatever. But what's your preferred splits for your own personal training? Let's just say, like, you know, just to keep yourself fit and in, in check. Um, yeah. and also if you preferred split for your clients, like, what would you go to mostly? Yeah, I mean, for
2: myself. In particular, um, that's where Joey comes in, my coach. So I give him the reins. He, he tells me, you know, what, what we need. And mine's because my, my goal at the moment is is competitive and stepping on stage. Um, I competed last season and I, I came second in the state. Um, I, I did pretty well in nationals as well. Where it's like, okay, what needs to be done in order for us to get a top podium spot The feedback from the judges for me was, say, like, bigger shoulders, upper back, obviously build the legs up. So my program will be specifically towards building up those areas, Um, probably a bit more unorthodox type style, like uh, rather than your typical kind of bro splits or, you know, push days, pull pull pull. days, mine's like, cool, full day, full upper days and every day and and just being able to prioritise uh, volume specifically towards, you know, a certain muscle group. So mine's a bit more specific to a certain goal. Yeah. Um, And in terms of, like, how much I do, I'm I'm pretty, uh, like, I'm open to training as much as I can. So it's just, for me, with my coach, give me the program that's going to give me the best results rather than give me the program that I'm going to be able to stick to the most. Like, it's going to be for others. Generally, I would start with the program that's going to, I guess, provide and maximise their training the most. And what I mean by that is it, depending on how many days they can travel. So I'll kind of reverse engineer it. We'll start off with what's the best, what's the program that's going to give us the best results. Cool. Splitting up the
0: what muscle can you do? groups. Yeah. yeah, split up the muscle be-
2: groups twice a week because obviously that, that's going to probably provide a bit more um, than doing just one muscle group yeah. once a week. Yeah. yeah, And then from there, split it up. Like, How would that look for someone? If someone generally can only train... Three days a week, then obviously full full bodies every yeah. day. Yeah, right. Maybe having a bit more focus towards certain movements, a more leg focused day, more pull focused day. Yeah. Someone could train four days a week. Cool. What's the best split that we could do there specifically for them and their goals? And most people would just generally want to get you know, it's not like specific where like you need to specifically get a bigger back. Everyone just wants to get in better shape. Yeah. So whatever I can do. So generally four days a week. Uh, I think two upper days, two lower days, being able to target all muscle groups kind of evenly, yep. space it out. And then as we go up more, you know, five days, I do love a kind of push day, push pull legs. Yep. Um, upper lower split is probably what I favor the most for a five day split. Yeah. Just because, yeah, I, uh, uh, probably more personal preference as well. And, yeah. and then, but like there, you would always have a kind of base program that I guess I would give to all my clients. And then from there, Take into take into account their personal goals. Take into account their preferences. What they yeah. can do. Um, general pool day for me. If you can do it, cool. Deadlifts always. Yeah. Like if you can't, what can we go back from that? You know, wh- what what's the next best thing? And then overall enjoyment, I guess. So yeah. it's uh, I think in the online world especially, it is very easy to um, just kind of give a generic cookie cutter program to everyone. Here you go and
0: individualize a bit more? Yeah,
2: yeah I mean, you, you, like that, then then that's, just, you know, you're just not doing your job as an actual coach really, but it's, it's all going to look similar at the end of the day. Yeah. So if you have kind of base what it looks like and then you individualize it for them. Yeah, based on their time and... Lifestyle, experience, yeah. Yeah. preference, enjoyment um, and goals. Yep. And then, you know, you can mold it up to that. Yeah. Like someone... I can't sit here and t- someone might say to me they want they enjoy doing a certain exercise. I'm not gonna go. Nah, you're not doing that. Yeah, follow the program, do what you're told. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's it depends. If it's someone that in the upper upper where they're doing a comp prep and they're they're trying to tell me they need to do this, then I will step in and go. No, we've got a certain golden hand. You need we're going to be doing this instead. But for general pop individuals, like it, it, you got to meet in the middle. Yeah, what's optimal? what's going to maximize their best training but what can they practically apply? Because it doesn't, optimal doesn't mean shit
1: if yeah. someone's not going to follow it. So yeah. where can we meet in the middle? And you generally have a uh, okay, an eating plan, nutrition plan for just your, your, your general general person?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what would that entail? So f- for myself as well, um, I kind of, I guess, because I'm a qualified sports nutritionist with, with SNA, that, that kind of helps out as well, being able to, to be qualified to, to give uh, yeah. certain nutrition plans for certain individuals um it, again it de- depends on the individual someone may just do well with a bit more of a flexible dieting approach where you could just kind of give them depending on their experience if i could just kind of give them their calorie intake macro intake targets within ranges as well they don't have to be perfect always give my kind of non-negotiables on top and my non-negotiables will always be there has to be a certain kind of intake of fruit intake of vegetables um Protein amounts, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not just so much here's your protein, here's your carbs, here's your fats. They hit it. You know, you could you could probably hit those with a diet that's rice and cereal and petal pops and <laughs> yeah. still hit your targets. So there's yeah. non-negotiables there for myself that I learned yeah. from a few coaches of my own, uh, mentors of my own, where it's like, okay, we still need to get, we still need to tick the boxes in terms of micronutrient intake, fiber intake. So certain, you know, vegetable intake, we, we will will aim for, um, depend. If someone's very, very green, I'll always start them off with a, a nutrition plan. Uh, again, based on their preference, based on their lifestyle, I'm not going to give someone that's a bricklayer six meals a day to eat. Yeah. <laughs> not <gonna happen>. yeah. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, just, just being able to understand and, to and, and the reason why I give someone a meal plan from the get-go if they're very green is just to standardise their eating, generalise their eating, get some gain some consistency.
1: Um, take a little bit less thinking out for him. Yeah. Do, do you go down the track of eliminating anything? Like you know, what I mean, I know that can be sometimes perceived as a bit of a negative. But you know, do you do you advise someone on like, like we're going to get rid of that? It depends on on how I guess
2: on on how extreme they kind of. If someone is like, nah, man, I need to, I need to have my kfc yeah and I need, I need to have my zinger burger for dinner every yeah. night it's like oh yeah i don't know man i think that's the reason why we're we're <laughs> we <are. laughs> why we are at the moment <laughs> yeah. so i uh, i like the i like the kind of 80, 80 20 approach i guess yeah. where it's like 80 yeah. percent um your majority of your food comes from whole sources yeah um and then always have something in there that's going i mean me i I'm a sucker for like paddle pops. And like, I was just going to say <laughs> when you brought up paddle pops
0: before, yeah. that must have been yeah. that must have been your yeah. weakness because <laughs> yeah, yeah. grains and paddle pops. Yeah. <laughs> what about drumsticks? What do
1: you think about?
2: Drumsticks? I'm on paddle pops and splits <laughs> yeah. at, at the moment. That's my weakness, and I try. I started off with like one a day, and then I'm like, oh, I might have two, maybe three. Yeah. My calories obviously on a higher end. Yeah. So my my 20 is a bit bit of a bigger, larger <laughs> scale than than normal. But yeah, it's a mixture of trying to show them like it's it's like we want to absolutely it's not just chasing a certain look because you can realistically you can treat, achieve a certain look but it, we're, we're chasing overall maximizing performance training and health, and health at yeah. the end of the day and yeah. um i just and that's just maybe my own kind of personal experience and i i know for myself like i i haven't been sick in years i don't get sick yeah i got covid and i was you know, I was in the middle of comp prep during COVID, so I was walking up and down the garage still and still training. Like, Fine. yeah, and I, I I put that towards just having, I guess, you know, a diet that's rich in kind of everything. Yeah, and um,
0: being fit, active. Yeah, able to help yeah. Too, yeah. What
1: about supplements, mate? You do you take supplements, or are you in a position to recommend su- supplements to your clients? For myself,
2: I, I would. So my general kind of rule is get the most out of. Your nutrition and your diet first before kind of branching out into anything else. There are kind of supplements that will that you can kind of um, you know, have on a daily that will that are known to kind of create benefits and, and increase your training performance. Things like creatine, Creatine is a yeah, no like, brainer, probably. Yeah, yeah, so creatine, caffeine. If you could obviously handle it, um, and plus, and the amounts it's actually going to give you, whether it's placebo or not, but yeah, creatine, caffeine, and. They're probably the main ones, I guess. Uh, fish oil, definitely. If, if you don't really, mm. you don't really have a high intake of of the, those certain fats from yeah. anything else. Like myself, I, I don't really eat much. I guess fish in general, yeah. and so that's for me yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so being able to, um, mainly them, and I guess the only other kind of supplements that are ones that would may be a bit deficient if you're in say a, a some sort of deficit. Um, things like vitamin D and, and mm. zinc and that sort of ones. that could potentially, that, that probably are the first to go when you do kind of cut food out. So I always try, rather than trying to give all supplements, like I said before, like my non-negotiables is before giving other things. For example, a great one is like when a client hits me up and they're asking me what's going to help them with their sleep. Oh, my sleep shit. Do you have anything you could recommend to kind of make that better? And my first thing is like, okay, put the phone down. Yeah. turn the TV off <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. close yeah. the laptop yeah. darken the room Yeah. cool it down get a fan white noise and then if your sleep's still shit and you're doing that for seven days cool then we'll f- we might have to look yep. at other things so yeah. I don't really outside of the realm that's gonna for me supplement supplement wise is, is only going to better you know whatever you're doing now so if you could nail things 100% then those supplements can maybe give you a bit more of a yep. 5% 10% benefit to your training yeah. but until people are really... I could give them kind of, you know, just general kind of recommendations, but I would like to see someone kind of tick all the boxes first, you know. Yeah. Um,
1: well, um, no, that's that's the definition of a supplement, isn't it? Exactly. It's obviously yeah. just topping up yeah. stuff supplement that you're missing thing. out on. And you efficient. can't get it through your regular yeah. sort of diet and lifestyle.
3: Yeah. Do you work with people who are sort of like vegans or carnivores or on a keto diet, or is that sort of non-compatible uh, with what I've, you're I've, to I've worked
2: probably... M- Vegans uh, and more plant-based. So I've worked more towards not not. I haven't gotten too in depth to them. Anyone else uh, in, in kind of keto? Probably. I guess we go back to kind of where my niche is generally more where where. Obviously, I'm a bit, I'm definitely more favoured towards the, the carbohydrate side of things. Um. So I haven't really quite worked with anyone outside of the normal realm of what a normal kind of diet looks like. Plant-based vegans definitely. I've worked with. Um, Funny enough, they probably educate me more than than, than I could educate them. I probably learn more from them, um, and you know, it's it's more so. I think where where some some coaches and PTs go wrong is like they, they it's like a one size fits all. Yeah, really pro, dogmatic you know, about yeah, yeah what they're, they're doing. Like, what do you mean yeah. you're vegan? You, yeah. You're not going to grow because you're not you, yeah. you're unable to actually get yeah you know a bioavailable source of protein because you're not having dairy products and whey and meats and that, where it's not really the case. I mean, yep. I guess there are instances where, it, you know, they might have a, a bit more deficiency than, than someone that's able to kind of eat from a much more whole source. Um, but in terms of like performance and training wise, unless someone's really, you know, trying to Struggling, tra- yeah. tra- travel and travel, achieve the very best life, they, everything's kind of possible. Like You can still achieve great results. Mm-hmm. Um, being on that side. But yeah, I definitely probably would like to kind of, I'm always open to, to work with someone who, yeah. who wants to work, you know, who, who's obviously outside of the spectrum or what I tend to generally work for. Definitely.
1: Yeah. Did you say you're training for a comp?
2: Yes. In the f- near future? Yes. Yeah, so I've got, i got, it's far, far in mind. i got 2024 season B, which is the end of year in mind. Okay. Um, and I'm kind of getting ready for yeah. no huge rush on it. Like I'm, I'm really enjoying, uh, I guess, general life at the moment, yeah. training heavy, eating lots of food, fitting the clothes, not feeling kind of tired all the time. Yeah. Um, it gives me a good opportunity to, to focus on the business as well and focus on the early stages of being a dad as well. And yeah. and I've got a, I got a few clients um, going into this one that's coming up. They're about seven weeks until they step on show. And this is where I'm oh actually yeah. stepping back, yep. coaching head on, got a bunch of them going in. Yeah. So able to kind of, when it comes to comp prep or preparing for a comp, like that's, if you want to do it properly, that's the sole focus yep. of everything. You know, everything kind of comes second, as, as bad as that sounds. Um, so when I'm right now, it's just there's other kind of things I want to focus on. As well, I'll, when I get back on state, like I want to be significantly improved. Yep. I want to go back up there and, and um, I came second last time, so it's kind of made you hungry yeah, to come, come yeah, first yeah. this time. And it's never ex- – and I definitely don't – I never expect a first place would be very stupid to – very silly – one of the mistakes is when people do comps and bodybuilding comps is to expect a first place result. When, um
0: is it is it sort of subjective from the subject, judge- yeah. judges? Judges they're, yeah, they're looking at, yeah, they're looking at, yeah, judging you, you I guess. Yeah, basic,
2: it's basic basic criteria they will follow. Yeah, in terms of like what they're looking for, condition, uh, and obviously specific to a certain division that they're doing. Um, but general, like a judge could just not like your look yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? that's a bit do rough you, isn't it you know
0: like kind of idiot, you, i guess you're putting yourself out there but oh, i don't really like the look of that fella he's no i like this guy yeah
3: do you sort of know like what judges will be attending and then uh like to sort of cater for like you know they like this sort of it more i than that, it's or?
2: me specifically i don't really know um the ones in WA state shows are very consistent of who they judge. So I guess if you kind of get the similar feedback to what you got last time, you know what you're going to work on because it's going to come specifically from them. Um, you could always um, be a bit more in depth with the industry and, and talk to them as well. I'm, I'm pretty good friends with like the overall WA president as well. So I could always, you know, pick his brain. Um, when you do start to go into more of a national and I haven't done too many of them, i obviously just done one, but on the national side, of, like, when I went over to, to Brisbane, Queensland, to, to compete, like, there were certain, I guess, uh, judging judges there that kind of favour towards a different look. Even states favour towards, mm. like, different posing. Everything was quite different over there. Oh. Um, so, yeah, it's very interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess, at the end of the day, like, if you purely focus on going over – and, and competing in general just to win it's not like something think about bodybuilding it's not like something where you train really really hard and and your overall outcome is based
0: on your performance like that's you're not a, hitting at time are you know yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. where
2: you're actually, yeah exactly where you actually tell you're running doing 100 meters yeah. like you specifically your performance on that day like judge like that's what's going to give you the first place win where bodybuilding is like it's just something where no matter how hard you work, there's a certain like if you achieve a certain look on a day, which obviously comes down to certain variables, but it just it's doesn't an light. element of judging. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just the only sport where you don't get you do, you don't get placed due to your performance. Yeah, and it's funny, yeah. even if you want to call it a sport, I guess. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's why sometimes there's always debates
3: where like is bodybuilding a sport? Is it not? Yeah. Is there an element of theatre on stage? In, I don't mean theatre, but I mean like uh, if you walk out and you look super nervous, presence, that, yeah. presence yeah. is that accounted for in part of their I scoring? Think so. I think yeah. so. I
2: think confidence plays a huge, um, huge role in, in I guess, your scoring, more so in the fact that it draws, if you're out there, your confidence shows, the more confident you are, the more you can display your physique, the more you can display your strengths. Uh, hence why posing is quite a big um, role in it, mm, so mm. posing. So, for example, someone you know there might be eleven poses in a, in a certain division, uh, four quarter turns where they measure kind of your s- symmetry, and then your muscularity poses where you do certain poses where they actually judge certain muscle groups and your look. Um, the confidence in your posing, if it's not there, you will see it. Yeah, if right. you're not confident in your presence, they will. You know, you will fade. You will. Um, you won't be able to display your strengths very well. Um, and, and yeah, just the overall, the, the better you can pose, the more confidence, the more energy you could put out there, then the more eyes are drawn to you. Yeah. So there's some you dudes this.
0: that are quite flamboyant and then, yeah. you know, do they get, they probably don't get any points for that flamboyance, but is it the confidence thing that...
2: Yeah, there, there are like, the federation that I compete in, ICN, they don't do posing um routines anymore i don't you know oh, it's a routine yeah, yeah okay. so yeah. you come out and everyone does the same poses where there's other divisions where you actually come out and you have a minute and a half to to display your look and you don't really get judged on that it's just like right. awful fun but yeah, at the okay. end of the day like yeah if you can draw more eyes on you especially from the judging panel then they're gonna look at you more um yeah. and you know then maybe go oh, actually he actually looks pretty good Particularly if you're up there With a number of other guys You've just got to stand out 100% Posing is like It's It it has the potential To Make it like a You know If you're like close to To someone And they may not have And you guys physique So And it's hard to judge Which one's which And and who's going to take The top spot Like and it's very neck or neck. Then maybe that confidence and, and mm. the way that they present themselves on stage would probably tip that judge a little mm. bit more to go. Actually, I like the way he he kind of is. Yeah. For example, mm. like um, I um for the division I competed in, or both actually the both divisions I compete in last year, I was probably one of the bigger guys on stage, just in terms of uh, thickness. Um, I definitely had, I would argue probably the biggest and best back on stage, uh, deadlifts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the only one in deadlift <laughs> and, and, oh, yeah, I'll, and I'll argue that and, and but at the same time and the judges mentioned this to me and I actually looked in photos like the way I posed I didn't quite have the confidence I had the confidence in my posing but it's, it's funny because you have a line you stand on you do a pose and everyone you just assume that everyone's on this line and someone will always step forward in front of you and yeah, right. I just didn't do that I don't know if it was more so I thought I, I played the uh, I'm going to be the you know um do the right thing and, and kind yeah. of and, and there's no wrong or right thing so about. the
1: dudes that st- stand forward they're trying to get a get little bit more, more prominence yeah 100% yeah, right. and mm. wow.
2: the, the, the feedback um, that I got from a judge before I went to nationals was actually that that like you, you had one of the biggest physiques on stage but you, you know, you hid behind people, <laughs> yeah, and they didn't yeah, see right. you, so then I was wow. hiding my strength. So, so, yeah, it all yeah. plays a role as if you're thinking about that, yeah. On yeah. Stage. When i and I remember when I was doing it, I was the thing I was thinking was like, I'm not going to be that guy, I'm not going to stand down and trying to be a good fella, and then I Etiquette. was like, because they, they do it, they, they'll get in front of you, they'll rub your yeah, elbows, really. like, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and and, and it'd be really cool seeing a brawl breaking <laughs> out, push yeah. me, man, push me first. So yeah, it was just yeah. It, it, it definitely, I reckon it definitely plays it plays a massive role. The kind of to kind of yeah. Well, I
1: guess well. it's such another factor that you've got to train for. Yeah, like you're training yeah. your, your muscles. Now you've also got to train your yeah. poses. Yeah, yeah. I did
2: drama in school, uh, as well. so so <laughs> yeah. the,
1: the, being on the stages, was, was, uh, I was quite comfortable up there. And what do you do? Do you come out with a nice big smile, or do you come oh, out with a grimace? Nah, you no, know, smi- they always
2: say smile. Yeah, smiles. I, I, I hate my smile so I never I never <laughs> smile <laughs> but then you're like you look at your photos you're like oh fuck I, look, I, I do a smirk I do a, I do a little oh, yeah a, little, a little, little, com- smile. little confident cheeky smirk Cocky, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly you got the other uh, the blue seal going
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you
2: know too like if you look at my first comp prep photos and I did it in 2015 like it, every pose I did, like I was either half blinking, I looked stupid. I was like, "Man, I can't frame any of these. These are dumb." <laughs> my next ones it's like, you know that you're doing it, so you hold the pose, you make sure you're smiling, yeah, yeah. Um, you make sure because at the end of the day, I mean, the top spot's great, but uh, the photos are probably what you know. Yeah. Just the ones I look back on at the moment, and yeah. So, you, yeah, so you that comp
1: it. at the end of 2024. When will that really start ramping up training-wise?
2: Uh, so for me, really, like the minute I stepped off stage last year <laughs> in October is when my next prep started. Right. So. Okay yeah I you go through a bit of a what's called a recovery phase from from competing because you just you know stressed your body so much, you got down to extreme low body fats, your hormones are out of whack, hunger cues are gone everything like you, you know your libido shot to shit, you're tired it, it takes a long it, it takes a fair amount of time to actually get your body back to I guess normal baseline and yeah, to right. kind of get your body back to baseline. It sucks because you need to kind of gain body fat to get back to normal yeah. really for, to signal your body slowly over time I suppose yeah, yeah. Not, not definitely not in like three days where which most people do again like you know they just stack it on straight away because they start mm. binging after but in yeah. you know, a much more measured approach I took a, more, a bit more of aggressive approach I guess I'm a bit more mature in terms of like I don't care about maintaining that look it did its job my next thing was like get back to normal feel good again mm. um, you know it feels absolutely terrible to be that low body fat yeah. in general it's just shit feeling Um, so yeah, I spent the next, the next, I guess uh, I recovered quite well, eight to 10 weeks just trying to get things back to a a baseline where then I could actually start putting on muscle being in a position. So, you know, uh, unfortunately you can't exactly step off stage and just be in a position to, to just start stacking on muscle. Mm -hmm. You got to go through a bit of a recovery period and then from that recovery period, you can jump into an improvement slash off season, which is what I'm doing now. They'll run all the way up until, generally you're looking about 30 weeks out is probably a good wow. baseline to, to mm. have a have a is bit of a comp prep. So mm. about mm. April I think that puts it, next year April, and then that will yeah. go all the way up until around October, November. Yeah, wow.
0: Oh, wow. It is a big prep, isn't it? It's a long time. Yeah, mm.
2: it's – it's especially for someone like myself who's like, when I'm in prep mode, I'm in prep mode. Like I tell my missus, if you want to go for dinners, we're doing, you got to do it now because when I'm in prep, like it's just <laughs> <nothing, laughs> it's just yeah, it's just, yeah I, I just love the I love, it. and that's the the strength. Like, what I love getting from comp prep is being able to have that kind of discipline and that dedication. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and it takes a lot. Yeah, 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 definitely. Even going out for dinner, social activities, you're probably not drinking at all. Mm. You know, it's it's a sacrifice, and you got to. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and if you're in a, if you're in a relationship, if you or if you have a family um, and kids and that, then you know, unfortunately they take on that burden as well, and yeah, you know, it's yeah. a sacrifice amongst everyone. So yeah.
3: you'd need to have a supportive partner, wouldn't 100%. you? Like it would be a lot harder if they yep. just didn't get it and yep. they just. If your partner's not on board, you know,
2: wife's not on board, hundred percent, and yep. don't bother getting into it. Yep. Yeah, it's not worth it. Yep. It's yep. not worth it. No, it really yep. isn't. Yeah, and and but if they are on board, it, it's it's such yep. a strength. It's such yep. a strength to have. Like mm. my mistress was. Uh, four weeks out from um, giving birth so like on, on my comp and she was there on a day belly out here <laughs> had the itinerary because I was I was prepping uh, I was coaching two clients at the time as well as myself so she's sitting there I'm focusing on the comp I'm trying to coach them she has the itinerary she's telling everyone you need to be here 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 like she was she was on point she's yes. awesome she was absolutely she cool. Uh yes she's not um she's not specifically into it like we've always wanted to she definitely has um the structure for her like she has a, a great body um at the <laughs> moment she's jumped into like um she's just like wants to train so she's doing there's a place called dignus dignus athletica um, which is more crossfit based oh right? yeah um and yeah i think they're, they're relatively new i believe and now they're more not so much crossfit they're more as well to the strength conditioning strength, and, and yeah. she's been doing that for the last few weeks now that she's probably been able to i guess clear to to go training since since given birth and yeah. she's loving it like and i'm all for like I'm I'm not like oh no crossfit what are you doing bodybuilding <laughs> like what are you doing hypertrophy based only yeah. um <laughs> movement is movement. And as long as yeah, she's working out and right, yeah. I'm happy with that and as lo- long as she's doing something so she, yeah she's doing that now and um yeah she she seems to be really really enjoying that which is yeah, good
0: cool. Mm. Yeah, cool Yeah we're we're probably uh Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just looking at the time is it? Yeah. What about uh, how
1: how do people get a hold of you, mate? Like on your uh, if they wanted to be a client of yours,
2: probably Instagram is probably the best uh, place to go. Um, my Instagram is Dylztran, Tran D um, Y L Z T R A N, and then from there they will have um i mainly put out content hopefully to, to, to give value to people and, and hopefully they can learn something and, and feel free to even message something yep. but that's probably the main place whether you want to get in contact with me there and obviously through through instagram it has a has a link tree on there and that has links to my website um i don't even know what my website is actually i think it's <laughs> simplified transformations.com.au i barely use it it's instagram everything's instagram yeah, so yeah, yeah, right. um and and obviously there's a, a coaching application form um at the moment i'm i'm Pretty much at um, um at capacity, so anyone who wants to kind of fill out that form and, and get amongst it, and, um yeah definitely there's always spots opening up, people always finishing up, so yep. yeah yeah. Um, always can always to
1: refer people to
2: certain trainers. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah definitely definitely, and um yeah I dog quite regular. So if I'm definitely not the right fit, um which I think is a strong you know something that's definitely needed, then yeah definitely within this industry I, I know heaps of. Uh, quite accomplished coaches that I would definitely send someone to for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: cool. Beautiful. Awesome. Yeah, it's been
1: great to have a chat to you, Yeah, mate. Thanks for awesome. Yeah, um, really good. Good luck with the next comp. We'll yeah. like definitely get, keep a track on, on how you're going.
2: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. I'm closer to today, we'll, we'll jump back on and have, have another chat as yeah, well. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. That'd on. be good. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, I'll, we had a list of stuff to talk about and probably only got through. I think, yeah. through I think we got like two, <laughs> two things done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> three Yeah, we got plenty left. Yeah, it'd be good to get you back on. Hopefully, I
2: didn't just talk years off. No, it's good, mate. It's probably. um.
0: We, we talk about sort of longevity and, and health aspects to sort of, you know, we're pushing 40s and 50s, you know, it's sort of a different topic we talk about. But, yeah, yeah having having that insight is really cool. Yeah.
1: Cool, man. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Awesome. Very yeah, much thank appreciated. You. Thank you for having cheers, me. Cheers, mate. Yeah, My pleasure. You. Thank you very much.
0: See you next time. Get your air guitars ready. <laughs>